0: Welcome to the Ordinary Investor's Podcast with your hosts, Sean and Leah Baker.
1: I'm here interviewing Leah, and we're going to talk about our Airbnb experience and how Leah went from newbie to superhost in just over two months.
0: My name is Leah Baker. And, yep, I am a super host. Went from newbie to super host in just over two months. So, yeah.
1: I moved down to the area where we bought our uh, Airbnb when I was 17 years old. And uh, we've been going there as our family home, family cottage ever since. Um, So uh, our dream was always to own something that is in that community. And, um, yeah, the opportunity uh, presented itself from... Uh, Airbnb becoming more popular and it actually being an option uh, where people are looking to uh, rent cottages and uh, and the numbers just kind of made sense from uh, uh, the caring aspect. I know that uh, my my mom she uh, at one point when my family moved out of the country they rented out their property as well as a just a regular cottage rental had it kind of old school on the cottage portal and uh you know they um uh, they were doing well with it you know it made $2500 a week um during the peak seasons uh, they had demand from uh, the off season as well with the with the odd ice fishers whatnot that wanted to rent out the cottage um and uh so we kind of went into it knowing that the de- that there was a market for it and uh my parents were successful with it before on before technology was actually available to them, uh, utilizing a platform like Airbnb that was common space around uh, consumers as well. So, um, yeah, and uh, Leah was mainly the visionary behind uh, the the type of client experience that we were going to give or the uh, uh, experience that we were going to give for the guests that were coming uh, to the property. Um, Leah, can you tell us a little bit more about the experience as far as uh, what you wanted to create and uh, the overall vibe?
0: Yeah, I think it was really important to look at what are the things that I would want inside um, somewhere where I'm going to spend a lot of money and go on vacation. I want comfort. I want relaxation. I want um, to just have, you know, the best of it all. So I try to put myself in that client experience first and then cater to that. So making sure that the beds are like super comfortable and the linen soft, like, that stuff mattered good quality towels Um, lots of towels because I want to shower and I want to use them Um, also having like the hot tub to me that's relaxation all year right I want that so um, also like equipping the kitchen like things that they're gonna need picturing you know they're gonna need a wine opener and glasses and things to eat off of Um, and making it not just about You know, adults, but children, families. I I envision families in the home. So, equipping it with like even board games for the rainy days and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that all all of that experience um, was really important and at the forefront of everything we did um, to get it ready.
1: Yeah. And I think that uh, you touched on the hot tub there as well and having something that's there during the winter time. And I think the biggest uh, drawback to the cottage rentals is that, that off-season and not um, uh, having the occupancy during those off-seasons. How can you attract people to come and, and rent your space during the off-season still for a premium dollar? And I think you hit the nail on the head with that experience and, and creating that fun atmosphere. Um, I know that uh, we went as far as uh, converting our garage into a games room And creating uh, you know utilizing that space we're not personally going to use it to park cars in so what can we do with that space in order to uh, add on to the experience that guests are going to have uh, coming in Um, so that was really cool equipping it with a pool table something for them to do um, during the uh, rainy days and during the winter seasons nighttime yeah
0: what are you gonna do you're hanging out you're having fun you're playing pool with your friends and your family yeah
1: no, for sure. And then uh, as far, I know that me, I was pressing like, let's get it on, let's get it on and put it on to Airbnb because I'm kind of that uh, that uh, high D, I just go right into it and uh, want to uh, start right away. And I remember you kind of pulling the reins back and uh, it was important to be prepared. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, being prepared, going with the Airbnb? What types of things did you have to prepare?
0: Yeah, I really wanted to make sure we did it well and did it right from the beginning. I think that's important, especially when you want to get those reviews right off the hop. So some of those things um, to make sure that we were getting that was um, making sure we had like a house manual and guidebooks for our guests that if there's any questions that are going to arise while they're there, they have something to reference and go to. Not only that, I wanted to make sure that the communications were on point right from the beginning, Um, so I did a lot of research and I made sure and found out that you can automate messages and you can have all this stuff up up front and making sure that your communications are on point and you're not going to miss anything. So, um, that was all part of slowing the process down, making sure we had all that in place before we get that booking. Like I didn't want to go into it and not have all of that stuff prepared ahead of time and knowing what I was going to say, knowing what stuff I need to communicate to them, I think was really, really
1: important. That's awesome. And uh, then uh, with the guidebooks and everything else like that, is that something that you, you you know, you came, I guess it would be a lot of time that would be spent into that. Um, Is it something that you created uh, from scratch or uh, did you find any resources around, um, you know, uh, where you can find pre-made templates or anything like that?
0: Yeah, there's actually a lot of resources out there. Um, you can go onto Etsy. You can go onto Canva. There's lots of um, templates available that you can either purchase. Um, Canva obviously is free, but you can purchase ones on Etsy and then bring it over to Canva and and customize it to your your vibe and what you want to say. Um, and and another thing was creating signage because it's important that you have like maybe the rules available and, and a sign for that. And just little key things that you want to communicate. Um, for us, we are on a septic system. So it was really important to make sure that every bathroom had a sign as you know, do not flush other things down the toilet, making sure that those things are communicated and very visible, um, to the guests. Right.
1: Yeah. I know. And and you go through those learning curves as well. I know that one of our learning curves that we went through was, uh, having uh, the hot tub opened up incorrectly a couple of times where it damaged the hot tub clips. And uh, we're like, how do we safeguard around that? So uh, the signage was huge on that. So doing like kind of the step-by-step on how to open it, but also shooting a video and having a QR code uh, with a link to that video so that people can watch as well because people learn differently. Some people can uh, read it and some people would rather watch you uh, do a step-by-step tutorial, right? So...
0: And I think it's just like that ease of um, getting to that information, right? Like people are familiar with QR codes now. So it's like just an easy way to communicate what you want and and for them to watch that, right?
1: Yeah, I think that we can thank COVID for that with everybody having to, you know, utilize those QR codes on menus and and signing in uh, to restaurants and all of that too.
0: Speaking of COVID, I would say that that was a big part of what kind of pushed us in this direction was that we saw the need in the market everybody was looking for somewhere to go locally um, because we couldn't travel we couldn't go other places so we kind of wanted to capitalize or kind of get on top of that market we were looking to kind of shift our investing um, portfolio to something different and this just seemed like the most opportune time so would you agree with that like that that was a yeah. part of a factor?
1: I think that it, I would agree with that as well, that it was a huge factor for even us to have a place to go to as well, right? So um, now with uh, COVID uh, restrictions lifting and people traveling, has that really affected um, the rentability of the place or, or your game plan going into there?
0: I think we always knew that travel would open up at some point again, but that's why we wanted to really make sure that what we were providing was this experience that, There's still always going to be like a local market for people looking for cottage rentals Um, in in the summer, in the winter. People are still looking for a girls weekend getaway or, you know, want to just do something different. So, um, no, I would say there was a little bit of a lull when things started to open up again and people started to travel. But we're quickly seeing that as we're getting closer to that summer season, the rentals are, you know, in high demand again. So... I don't think I think as long as you're providing an exceptional experience or something that is going to be really attractive for them to want to come and stay at your place that you're always going to have that um you know that rentability like yeah
1: I guess uh, so uh, one question that I have if you were to go and repeat this process and uh, going back into another Airbnb what kind of tips would you give or recommendations what would you be looking for?
0: what would I be looking for? Um, Definitely a location that people are looking to go to. So that's first and foremost. So um, for the location that we chose, the reason why I really like it, it's not your typical um, cottage country. Like everybody thinks cottage country, they think Muskoka is, they think kind of more north of Toronto Um, and we are much more south, right? Um, and the one thing that I really like about our area is that it's five degrees hotter all season. So um, if it's, you know, 25 degrees here in Guelph, it's 30 degrees down there. It's typically always hotter. Uh, the winters are not as harsh. So it's better weather all year round for our guests. Um, something else I would be looking for is actually maybe abroad, maybe somewhere else, um, where I can provide that vacation experience. But if we're looking more locally, again, it's about an area that people are gonna be looking for all season, not just seasonally. Is something that I'd look for.
1: Awesome, fantastic. And and you mentioned that, so you're quite a ways away from the Airbnb, like how, how farabouts are you from, uh, located from where the Airbnb is?
0: Um, so we're about two, two and a half hours away from like door to door.
1: Yeah, I get I guess uh it would be tougher to manage that uh, from further. Can you give any tips on managing from afar?
0: Yeah. Um so one thing that really helps us is having um cameras on the exterior. Um so we can keep an eye on the property even when we're not physically there. We can still have eyes around the perimeter of the property. Um another thing that we have is our our cleaner. Our cleaner is kind of the one who goes to the property and checks in on it. Um she, she can go there sometimes even when we're, like, in between guests um, just to check up on things. Um, we also have maintenance people who help with the law maintenance. So they're, again, another set of eyes on the property. And if there was anything that they saw, they would report it to us. Um, and one other thing would be uh, when it comes to the guests and, and checking in, we have the August lock. So the August lock allows them to enter the house themselves. We provide them with a code. Actually that's another automation, which is really lovely. Um, so they get provided with the code and it's only active during the um from when they check in to check out, it's all set up. And um yeah, so we don't need to physically go to the property to see them in, to check them in, any of that.
1: Awesome. That's fantastic. And uh your cleaner, does it do does she follow a checklist or is it uh how does she know uh what's out of place and what's in place and all of that stuff?
0: Yeah, so we took the time to actually go through the cleaning process myself from top to bottom and made sure I made a really thorough um, checklist. I wanted to make sure that nothing was missed in the process and that it's very easy to follow step by step and kind of guiding her through the house in a really, I guess, um, timely manner to kind of maximize the time of and the flow of how, how the cleaning should go. Um, and, and together we fine tune that checklist because she has her own system and her own ways of doing these things. Um, but yeah, creating a checklist and um, was was really helpful for her and, and for
1: me. And uh, when selecting your cleaner, how did, how did you go about doing that?
0: Um, so I interviewed a lot of people. I put some ads out there and interviewed a lot of people, brought them to the house, made sure that they were comfortable with the scope of the cleaning because it's not just a typical like go into the house and maybe tidy up a little bit and clean a bathroom, clean a kitchen. It's like full on laundry service, like you're and changing the linens and stuff like that and doing all that bedding, all the laundry. Um, There's extra things like making sure the windows are cleaned all the time, a hot tub. We have a hot tub. So are they comfortable doing the chemicals and can they help with things like that? Um, so making sure that they are comfortable with all those extras that go along with the cleaning and not just a basic clean that they're used to. Um, so that's really, really important when you're looking for a cleaner that um, really vetting them and making sure that they're comfortable and OK with or familiar with an Airbnb style clean.
1: Awesome. That's fantastic. And then with uh, the full on turndown service, and I know that ours is uh, four bedrooms and we uh, do have a couple of extra mattresses and stuff like that that people can blow up how does your cleaner deal with the amount of laundry and i'm sure that you know you can't fit everything into you know a four-hour time frame that they're going to be there cleaning uh, so what do they do
0: that's a great question um so the one thing we did to help our cleaner in this department because yes there's no way you're going to be able to get all that laundry done in a quick turnover um so we have bought extra bedding and and so that she has enough to take that off site and actually do the laundry offsite and bring it back with her the next time she comes, um, so that she can quickly do that turnover, turn down service.
1: That's awesome. That's a fantastic uh, tip uh, for, yeah, I guess, uh, being able to keep the time frame of the clean within a reasonable amount. And uh, you know, it's good that uh, they're able to do that.
0: Yeah, it's super important when you have those like back to back bookings, um, especially in peak season. You only have a window of like maybe six hours at most to get the cleaning done and so yeah you have to prepare by having um, at least double of every single enough bedding for every single bed plus the air mattresses same with um, towels like making sure that you have more than enough towels so that your cleaner can take them off-site and then replenish right
1: right awesome and uh, so you're primarily in uh, in the destination or cottage space uh, for your Airbnb, what are your goals as far as uh, in, in the future with Airbnb? Are you going to continue on this path? Uh, or is there any other investments that you're looking at uh, doing Airbnb with?
0: But that's the thing I love about the Airbnb space and why I would be comfortable going um, to like, I don't know, Costa Rica or Florida or s- somewhere else hot and destination-y is that um, it's a very leverageable business, right? You have other people that are cleaning, that are keeping an eye on it, that you really don't have to physically be there all the time. So um, for me, I'm I'm open to going anywhere with it. I don't have to stay local for that.
1: Fantastic. And then uh, with the automations that you were saying before with like uh, the August lock and all of that stuff, I'm, I'm going to guess that those run off batteries. Uh, what, what do you do just in case of, uh, you know, failure inside the equipment and the automation that you have there?
0: Um, Oh, so I I know where you're going with this. (laughs) So with the key, um, we have an external um, keypad with a lock, like, sorry, with a key inside of it in case there was a failure um, with um, like a power failure and they couldn't access the keypad or using their phones to open the lock. They could, We can give them another code to go into the keypad and get the key and get inside the house, yeah.
1: So you pretty much have a lockbox on site. A lockbox, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. So we're in the cottage space right now, and um, so I know that there's other investors that are out there that are doing more short-term rental um, where it might be a week at a time or uh, midterm rentals, right? So in the Airbnb space. So um, I guess... uh, With that, uh, what are your thoughts on it and uh, what kind of um, investment opportunities are there for uh, people that might not be looking to provide that uh, cottage experience, but are looking for something a little bit more local, a little bit more manageable for them?
0: Yeah, um, there's definitely a huge market for that. Um, There's always people kind of in transition from homes that are looking for like a shorter term accommodation. So Uh, maybe they need like a month, two months, three months. And so if you can accommodate that, there is definitely a need. Um, I think with short term inner city rentals, you have to be careful though, because once you hit that 28 day threshold, you're running into like, um, long term tenants.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, the laws within Ontario, um, after that 28 days, I believe that they become a tenant by default, right? So Uh, it could become harder to actually move the person out of your Airbnb and uh, it's now created a tenancy relationship so uh, you really uh, I guess my thoughts on it is that you want to make sure that that person has a clear exit date on especially if it was uh, and then from a real estate perspective as well sometimes you have people in transition so they're they've sold their home and uh, they're waiting to purchase the or to move into the new home especially when it comes to new builds sometimes you have that gap Um, And uh, as long as they have that clear exit date, um, then it uh, definitely could be a lucrative opportunity that way.
0: I think it's really important to get clear on who you want your clientele to be and like what market you're really catering to with your Airbnb. It's super important. Um, Maybe you want to do more of like a high end executive rental. Again, that's another one that um, people are doing really, really well with. Um, But you have to know where... That kind of market is, and where that's going to work, right? Um, I know it's working really well in, say, London, Ontario, when you're close to the hospitals, when you're close to um, certain businesses. Like it, it can be a really lucrative um, opportunity, right?
1: And it fills a need for people too. Like you had touched on the hospitals, with uh, some people, you know, they're they're there, and their family might be in the hospital for, uh, you know, a month, two months, whatever it happens to be. And uh, to be able to provide a nice, safe, clean space for them for uh, a longer term while they're uh, they're uh, being closer to their family, um, then it it provides that uh, to them,
0: which is a nicer like stay than just like staying at a hotel, right? Right.
1: We hope that you enjoyed the show today and that we brought you some value. We'd love it if you give some feedback. Let us know what you think about the show and what you'd like to hear. And while you're at it, give us a follow so you don't miss out on any further episodes.